It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, and God bless everyone on this wonderful, wonderful Sunday morning. I am Apostle Rose White here, um, your host this morning, along with the entire Kingdom of God Fellowship Church and our Bishop, Bishop Abrams. We want to welcome you all to this morning's 31 Days of Wisdom, giving words of wisdom for daily living coming from the book of wisdom, which is Proverbs. The entire Bible is a book of wisdom and knowledge, but the book of Proverbs just has some stuff in it that I'm telling you that we need to grow and go by. We need to live by. We need to apply to our daily living. So we thank God for each of you on this morning. I had the opportunity today to just have a few moments with Sister Lena out of California. I'm telling you, my soul has been set on fire for hearing, and you know, and those that are from California, they call in in the morning, three hours, you know, ahead of us. They're calling, it's three o'clock in the morning for them, but guess what? They're on the call on today, and so we thank and praise the Lord for each and every one of you that thought it not robbery to be here on today, and we know that because of your love for the Lord and your passion for the word of God and growing in the knowledge of God, that God has great things in store for you. You know, he's a rewarder. That's what he said to those who diligently seek him. And you are diligently seeking him as you're studying his word. And this morning, on this Sunday morning, the first day of a new week, we're commanding our morning, giving God our first fruit. And I'm just so grateful to each and every one of you that are here. Our reading today is going to be coming from Proverbs chapter 24. Our reading is going to be this morning by Sister um, Banks on today. Uh, We're going to open up this morning service with a quick prayer. And then after the prayer, uh, we're going to ask um, Pastor Elect Baker if she would open us up this morning in prayer. And then after the prayer, we're going to have Sister Banks to read for us. Um, And then we're going to go into a little short time of delving in the Word to see what the Word of God has to say for us individually on today. And so God bless you. We're going to call for Sister Baker now, and she'll come and open us up in prayer. Amen. Father, we bless you this morning. We thank you. Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father, we just magnify your name today for all that you have done. We thank you for another opportunity that you have given us this morning to come to your table and partake of the manna from heaven. Father, we thank you this morning for breathing into us the breath of life. We thank you, Lord, that you are the keeper of our soul. We thank you this morning, Lord, for just looking down with mercy and truth, oh God, and just allowing us to come together one more time in your name. So, Father, we bless you and we honor you. We recognize this morning that we're nothing without you, but we can and we will and we shall and we must 
do all things through you this morning. So, Father, we come and we ask that you would search our hearts out this morning. Father, if we sin, forgive our sins, forgive our transgression, forgive our iniquities, O oh God. Cleanse us, O oh God, in the precious name of Jesus. Forgive us, O oh God. Let your blood cover us this morning, Lord. Cover our minds this morning with your blood, O oh God. In the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for the forgiveness of sin. We thank you for the indwelling of your spirit. Father, we thank you for a teachable and a coachable spirit this morning. We thank you, O oh God, for ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say to us this morning. Father, we just bless you this morning. We say, Holy Spirit, Breathe on us this morning the breath of life, O oh God. Give us ears, O oh God, and tune our ears to your word this morning. For your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, let your word, O oh God, settle in our heart. Let it fall on good ground this morning that we may bear fruit of righteousness and holiness in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, let your word this morning, hallelujah, illuminate our minds and our spirits, oh God, for we recognize we can't make it without you this morning. Lord, we need we need your spirit this morning. We need your power this morning. We need your anointing, oh God, that we may be the sons and daughters that you're calling out in these last and even days. Lord, we ask you this morning, oh God, God, that you would continuously equip us, oh God, for the journey that you have placed before us. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your word this morning that shall come forth in power and might and under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for the vessel, God, that you are using, oh God, to speak words of life and wisdom to us. We thank you, oh God, for the woman of God. We thank you for her diligence, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for her faithfulness this morning. Now, Father, we ask, oh God, that you would just, Lord, just encamp your spirits around her this morning. But, Lord, you see every heart that's on this phone this morning. You know our needs. You know our circumstances. So, Father, we're believing and receiving by faith, Lord, that you're speaking to every circumstance, that you're speaking to every need this morning that we have, oh God. And we say thank you. We say, bread of heaven, feed us this morning until we won't no more. Feed us this morning. Breathe on us this morning, oh God, a freshness, oh God, a renewing and a restoring, oh God, and bless the woman of God as she bring forth this word this morning, that nothing be lacking in her life, oh God, lift her up on every lean side, strengthen her on the enemy, and oh God, that she may continue to do the things that you have called her to do. Now, Father, we submit our morning to you, we commit our ways to you this morning, and we say, Holy Ghost, have your way this morning, Holy Ghost. Have your way this morning. Lord, we bow down and we sit at your feet this morning, and we humble our hearts and our minds and our spirits, and we receive your word this morning with gladness, oh God, and we will bind them around our fingers and tie them in our heart that we sin not against you this morning. Father, we thank you for everything that you're going to do and that you're about to do right now, and we receive it by faith in the precious name of Jesus. We say thank you. Thank you, and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank thank you, Father. Proverbs 24 from the New King James Version. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their hearts devices violence and their lips talk of troublemaking. Your wisdom, a house is built, 
and by understanding it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn toward death, and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked, for there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the King. Do not associate with those given to change, for their calamity will rise suddenly. And who knows the ruin those two can bring? These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous, him the people will curse, nations will abhor him. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field and afterward build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, for would, for would you deceive with your lips? Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. 
and went by the field of the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, um, Sister Banks, for reading our scripture on today. For those that are just tuning in uh, with us on this morning, we are reading from Proverbs 24. And thank you so much, Pastor Elect Baker, for praying for us on this morning. This is a this is a heavy chapter, so I you know I need to give a a, a warning ahead of time for those that may not be used to reading Proverbs. Because proverbs don't play; it meets the, it, it's where the metal meets the road, um, you know. And I, I just want you to know. And again, I want to thank God for those that are here on the line that are calling from various parts of the country. Those that are there in California, I know that it's just a little after three o'clock for them, and it's a press for them to be here. And I, I just want to acknowledge them on today and to thank God for them for uh, pressing in and being here on today. So remember those those of us that are on other time zones, uh, pray for those on the in the California area and on the West Coast as they are here on today. But I want you to know that reading these scriptures, people are going to judge you um, because you choose to live holy, um, you know, because you, you may excuse yourself from things and places and gatherings that you know um, that's not of God. Folks are not going to like you. And they're going to thank you strange, but don't worry about it. Let them talk and let them say what they want to, you know, want to say. And so when we're reading verses 1 and 2, we even talked a little, you know, discussed a little of this on yesterday, you know, about not being concerned about worldly people, you know, folks that seem to have it going on so they think. And to the world, it does appear like they got it going on. But don't envy them. Don't even want to, you know, I hate to say it, but it is what it is, and the Word of God says it. You know, don't don't want to even be with them. You, we shouldn't even want to be around them. Why? Because they're evil, you know. And good don't want to be around anything that's not good. Why? Because in the midst of folks that are wicked, folks that are unbelievers, they lie, they cheat, you know, they lay around thinking about crazy stuff to do that's going to bring harm to others. Their, their speech is even different from us, you know, because they're speaking stuff that's ungodly, unholy, unrighteous, things that are wicked. And then verse 3 and 4, you know, it, it talks about the good man or the good woman or the people who will build, he is her or their home, their church, their business, their organization through wise planning. You know, we just don't often do stuff without first making a plan. And so it takes wisdom in everything that we do. And having understanding, and I'm just going to say right out common sense, you know, we are then building each home. We are building each organization, each room 
will be filled with everything that is needed, everything that we want in that particular place will be there, and God will give financial increase. You know, even as I was reading this scripture on this morning, because this is fresh matter, this is morning matter that comes, what I'm sharing with you in the morning is not something that I've written out or something that's been figured out days ahead of time. It's stuff that comes to me just before this call. And so as I began to start reading, you know, this particular scripture, the Lord said to begin to decree and declare this particular word even over our ministry those that are affiliated with our ministry. And you need to decree and declare it over your ministry, over your churches, those that are not a part of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church or have the refuge. But this morning, God said, begin to decree and declare this word of God over the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, over the refuge, over the KOG Bible College and all of our facilities, starting with the reasonable office, that everything that we need and desire for the facility shall be manifested in Jesus' name. You see, we have to begin to decree the favor of God when we have put first things first and we have done the proper planning. And then verse 5, it talks about the wise man. You know, any man or woman, and again, when we, when we read a man, this is talking about mankind. Any man or woman who walks in the wisdom of God, having great understanding, is much stronger than anything, much stronger than any man. You see, because you walk in the wisdom of God. Everything that you do is going to be according to wise counsel and what God has instructed one to do. And then verse 6, you know, we've, we've talked about this several times throughout this month, and we've seen this in the scriptures, you know. And God is telling us not to do anything without first getting wise counsel. If we don't get nothing else, we should have really gotten that deep down in our spirit. From the very first day that we started Proverbs, get wise counsel. If you're married, before you go to to the divorce court, get wise counsel. Before you start a business, get wise counsel. Before you endeavor yourself into a ministry, building a church, a temple, or developing a congregation or any type of organization, get wise counsel. Say we mess up because we choose to just go about doing stuff at a whim and what we're thinking in our mind without counting the cost. Without it, we're in danger and we could lose a battle. But the Bible tells us here that we're in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. That's the word. See, a lot of times people get upset and they say, well, you know, it's just because you, especially you preachers, you all just think we're supposed to come to you. No, that's not what I'm saying. The word says in a multitude of counselors, that's what the word says. There is safety. And then when we look at verse 7, you know, it says wisdom is too high for a fool. <laughs> and so he opened not his mouth in the gate. See, a fool can't have wisdom because he's foolish. It's just too much for him to handle. Why? Because the foolish man is hard-hearted. You know, we have to pray that they have a heart of flesh, but instead they got stony hearts and they're arrogant. Can't tell them nothing. You know, so therefore that particular person, they can't even be considered to be become a person in authority because they got a bad attitude. So here, they're not even allowed to open up their mouth 
in the, in the midst of the elders, in the midst of the leaders, those that sit at the gate. They can't even open it. Don't even say nothing. Don't say nothing. You know, like when we used to be children, parents used to say, be seen but not heard. <laughs> you know, in this case where you got foolish people that cannot handle wisdom and knowledge, they can't even open up their mouth and have anything to say because out of their mouth is going to come foolish stuff, stupid stuff, things that just don't make no sense. And then verses 8 and 9, it shows the evil man who is always conjuring up stuff, always thinking about some kind of scheme, always coming up with a new scam, just always thinking about evil doing. The Bible says, you know, uh, called a, a mischief, mischievous person. You know, we've learned even how the scoffer, that mocker, they're rather sickness. You know, the Bible says the scorn is an abomination to me. We read earlier, he's even abomination. He's repulsive to God. Makes you sick. And then verse 10, you know, it says that thou faint in the day of adversity, thou strength is small. Again, when you don't count the cost, then you're going to fall. you got to count the cost of everything. You want to leave? People I heard, even when I used to work in the doctor's offices, you know, I have different people run, oh, I want to be a manager. Oh, I want to be a supervisor. I've been in places where people wanted to have, and I never wanted to be in anything. Just let me do my job, come in, do what i got to do, and then I'm up and I'm out of here. You know, and a lot of times I, they would want to put management on me. I'm like, give it to the one that's running around here with their head, you know, off like a chicken running around. They want to be in charge. Give it to them. You know, but if you want to lead, you want a manager, you want to be in charge, then when folks rise up against you, because that's the cost of being a boss, you know, when trouble comes, when the storms begin to rage and the kitchen really gets hot, you got to be able to stand in that hotness. you got to be able to be firm in the midst of stuff coming up against you as the manager. When things happen in the midst of that corporation or organization and you're in charge, you got to deal with it. You can't pass the buck. That's the price we pay. And as the old saying says, if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. This is a position that's not for you. You know, and I, I hate to say it, but it is. Not everybody is fit for every position. That's why you got to know who's to be in certain positions and places. The Bible says, if thou faint in the day of thy mercy, thy strength is small. You don't have the strength to handle it, and it's okay. That's understandable. And then verses 11 and 12, you know, quickly uh, uh, rescue. Those who are wrongfully sentenced. And there are so many people that have been wrongfully sentenced. We're hearing about this now, even in the news. Again, as we read Proverbs, we can apply this to right now, today, in the time in which we're living in. This is, this is words of wisdom for daily living for us right now. Many who have, have been placed in prison, sentenced for life, on death row, now being found that they were falsely accused. Some who have been in prison 20-plus years are now being released after being found innocent. Why? Because you had false witnesses, liars, put them in that place, or they had to put the blame on somebody. They, they needed that scapegoat. 
And then we have folks who refuse to accept responsibility for his or her actions, and when approached about something he or she failed to do, you know, they didn't do it. They 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 knew they were supposed to do, but they didn't. They, but they'll swear up and down they weren't aware. They didn't know nothing about it. Y'all ever met people like that? <laughs> folks kill me when they're questioned about stuff that they were put in charge of, responsible for handling, how all of a sudden when they're asked about something that didn't get done, they claim ignorance. You know, <laughs> they they get in trouble, you know, and that's the first thing they holler, I ain't know. I ain't know about that. Did nobody tell me about that? I wasn't aware of that. But God, he knows. God knows all about us. He knows that when we're lying, trying to, you know, save ourselves, have, you know, trying to save our hide. God is faithful and he's just. And know that he's going to reward the word of God to everyone according to his or her needs. And then verses 13 and 14 um, shows us that those who grow in wisdom and knowledge and those who walk with understanding will find it to be sweet as honey. <laughs> I mean, sweet as honey. And as you eat of it, you'll walk in your wealthy place. And God will reward you greatly. You can rest assured that your future will be greater than your past. That's why we talk about so much to stay in the word. Don't go just on my word. But you need to get in the word of God and stay there. Eat the whole book. The entire book. Re-eat that book and know that nothing, when you've got the word of God on the inside of you, there is no devil in hell that can stop or prevent you from receiving what God says is yours. Because you stand on his word. Everything come out of your mouth is the word of God. When people say you can't, you can say yes, I can, because the word of God has given me that promise. And then 15 and 16 talks about the wicked man again. You know, we call them just right out stupid people. Stupid, foolish, wicked folks. They need to realize that no weapon formed against a child of Almighty God will prosper. It won't happen. It can't happen. It will not happen. Verse 15 and 16 is plain here. Evil man. Lay not wait to do evil against me. Don't lay up wait for my brothers or my sisters in Christ Jesus. Don't you dare try to touch where I live. And see, we can declare Psalms 91 verse 10 that promises us that no evil shall come nigh. No evil will befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. See, that's why when knowing the word of God, you know what you need to say. That's your ammunition. Men and women who are here in the studio, those of you that are listening via Internet, you've got power in your tongue. Tell the devil to jump back and step aside in Jesus' name. Know that everything wicked and evil has got to bow to the name of Jesus. Ain't no ifs, ands, buts about it. It's got to do I want to encourage someone today through the word of God, someone that may have fallen, 
because we've all messed up at times. But if you've slipped and you've been beating yourself up about it, verse 16 wants you to know that a good man, <laughs> a good woman, that even though the enemy have tried to trip you up seven times, each time you get back up, you shake yourself and start all over again. God is saying this morning, arise and know that your Redeemer lives. And the one who is evil, when he or she stumbles in disaster, they're going down for the count, and they ain't coming up. They're not going to rise. That's God's word speaking, not mine. Hallelujah. And then verse 17 and 18, you know, when these wicked people, those that are fallen, don't go around like kids used to do goody, goody, goody. You know how we used to do when we were kids and somebody would, would fall? We'd say, goody, goody, good. But you and I are encouraged through the word to don't rejoice when these people fall, you know. It's just, it's, it won't be pleasing in the Lord's sight to see us doing that because we're supposed to be still people of love, people of compassion, people with the heart of Jesus Christ. See, when we, when we laugh at other people who have fallen, whether they're good or whether they're bad, guess what we do? We call God to become angry with us, and guess what? He just stop punishing those that are wicked. And I, my thing is, those that have come to harm us, you know, God is going to deal with them. And so we ought to pray for our enemy. The Bible says pray for those who despitefully use you. Pray that they will learn from their wicked ways and do right before the Lord, and they'll do right by you. Don't try to fight your battle. This battle ain't yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Let him handle it. And then verse 19 and 20 goes on to tell us to not be concerned about men or evil, you know, wicked people. Don't, don't, just don't fret about them. Don't get beside yourself about them. Let them do what they do. I can tell that's what they do. And again, and then the, the first few scriptures that we read in the very beginning, it said don't envy these people. Don't want what they got. Yes, they, they may be driving that nice Mercedes. I desire to have that Mercedes. I certainly do. I always have from a young girl. That's always been my dream car. But I ain't envying those out in the streets that got it because God's got a blessing with my name on it. Because, see, those people that's out there that's getting these particular things, they don't have any hope. They don't have a future. The Bible lets us know there's no reward. For them, their only reward that they got is hell. That's the only reward that they got. Their days are numbered, and after a while, it's going to soon be over. That's going to be a sad day for them, so don't fret over them. And then verses 21 and 22 lets us know that we are to fear the Lord. But you know what? We're also to fear those that are in our forest, those kings, those people that God has placed in a high place. Don't be found hanging out, like we said, with evil folks. You know, we got some revolutionists that are out here today. We got some radical folks out here, and they're not radical for Jesus. They're radical for everything that's anti-Christ. We can't be found associated with these kind of people. 
The word here in verse 22 says tragedy will rise suddenly. And when it does, punishment is going to be coming from two ways. <laughs> punishment is going to be coming from the Lord. And punishment is going to be coming from the king. These people out here that are doing wrong and doing all kinds of stuff, you know, you got the police, you got the state trooper, you got all these folks out here in government going to take them down. Anyone that's in any place of authority. So can you imagine not only God is bringing about punishment, but man is also bringing punishment, and they ain't nice. See, because these kind of people that do all kinds of things, they are rebellious. And remember that rebellion is as witchcraft. And the rebellious ones will not go unpunished. Please don't get mad with me on the day. But this is what the Word of God is telling us, and we've got to heed the Word. Verses 23 to 25 tells us to not have respect of persons. What we do, a lot of times people do, you know, here if a sentence is given to both one who is wise, and I, and I started to look at this when I began to read this scripture. You know, you, you, got, you got a wise person and an unwise person. You got a black man and a white man. You got a rich woman and a poor woman. And then you choose one over the other because of their status. And so to choose the unwise, the black, or the rich, you know, or the poor, shall I say, and you judge that person, that's wrong. Because now you're showing respect to a person. And when you take upon yourself to let the wise, the white, or the rich go free, that's wrong. When we say nothing that a wicked person, you know, is guilty of, you know, when we say, oh, they're they innocent. The Bible says they're going to be hated, cursed by the people of many nations. We know they're guilty. But instead of, of standing up and saying they're guilty, we say they're innocent. See, that's why it's a difficult thing. Let me just say this. I'm just going to say it like, I, like the Lord gave it to me this morning. This is the reason why... It's a difficult thing for a true believer in Christ who walks according to the word of God to be an attorney at law, not when it comes to criminal law. Because you are put in these positions to choose wrong over right, evil over good, guilty over not guilty in order to win that case. But those attorneys, even those judges that are put in those places who stand for righteousness, who will stand for justice, fairness for all men, they will openly, without compromise, rebuke sin, being bold as a lion. <laughs> They're going to be showered with blessings unspeakable. Glory to God. Those attorneys that choose to walk upright will all times be the ones that they don't get many cases. Because people will say, you know, they don't win them kind of cases. Why? Because they're not willing to compromise. They're saying, I ain't about to lie for you because you know you're a guilty scoundrel. They speak what needs to be spoken, and they call a spade a spade. 
And so, therefore, we got to be careful. That's why you got to even choose your, if you're a young person here looking at going to college, you got to use your profession, choose the right profession to go into because some professions you have to become a crook in order to be successful in. Many of them, I know this, many of them you have to say stuff that's not necessarily true in order to, to get the people. So don't do it. Don't compromise your right standing. And then in verse 26, he said, Every man shall kiss his lips and give us the right answer. Use wisdom. Giving a right answer when asked of you. Then you will receive a kiss. You hear you will win the hearts of the people when you learn how to give right answers. Hallelujah. And all right answers come to giving the answers that the Lord has said through his word. Verse 27, it says, prepare that work without. Develop that business plan. Develop it first. A lot of folks don't like to do it. I'm sorry, they don't. They don't want to go through the hassle because developing a business plan, it can be a difficult, long, drawn-out thing. But through wisdom, when you develop that, that business plan first that gives you a roadmap and a guide of how to do every single thing, you know, getting the floor plan right to the very T before you build your house, you'll have a strong house, you'll have a strong business, making it fit for yourself in the field. Then build your house. Don't just build that house because, you know, you're a contractor, you got it up in your mind, you know how to do it. I don't have to draw no blueprint. No, you better draw that that floor plan. You better put that blueprint out there so that you can make sure you got everything right to the very T. And then verses 28 to 29, and again, these are just things that we can apply to our everyday living. Verses 29 lets us know that if you know your neighbor is innocent, don't be a false witness. Don't testify against them just because, you know, out of spite. That's, that's not a cause for you to do so. Don't lie on folks. Even if they've done you wrong, don't lie on them because, first of all, liars have their place in hell, in the lake of fire. So you shouldn't be lying in the first place. Don't render evil for evil. Know that the evil man will have his day. And, again, as I said earlier, God got this. He will fight our battles if we will learn to give them over to him. If we will learn to trust God, take him at his word, and let him handle every situation. Let him take care of the ones who has wronged us, hurt us, misused or abused us. God got this. And then in my closing on this morning, as we uh, sum up, Verses 30 to 34, we've been talking much about the lazy man, the lazy person. That includes the lazy woman, too. You know you know what happens to him or her who are not concerned about keeping, and people have heard me say, keeping the main thing the main thing in today's terms. You know, the land that they live on, it doesn't get tended to. And so what happens to it? The grass don't get cut. Flowers become dead. You get brown spots all in your yard. 
care the weeds are overgrown, you got thorns coming up all over the place, house not tended to, storm don't fall, falling off. Y'all ever seen houses like that? Storm don't falling off the hinges, carport of the garage is caving in. I've driven by homes that's just like this. I mean just like this. Even when I lived in Miami, I would drive by certain parts of Miami because I would cover the entire county of Miami-Dade, Broward, and Monroe and traveling, and I saw some uh, lots of houses. But in all this, the man or the woman who has pondered on this, they should, we would have learned this is a lesson for us if we would open up our eyes and see that a lazy man who sleeps around, who slumbers, always folding his hands, got an excuse every time he turns around, not being found working with his hands, all they end up with is poverty. They have to live on welfare rather than faring well. Poverty will rob a man or a woman, and the Bible here says like a violent man. Here we see somebody who they call on the news armed and dangerous. That's what poverty does. It's armed and dangerous, robbing you of your birthright of wealth and increase. And then, you know, God truly, he got a sense of humor. He is so funny. I, I, you know, I hadn't heard this oldie in many years. And as I was reading this scripture, I heard the Lord say his morning, don't be found singing Aretha Franklin's song, daydreaming and I'm thinking of you. Y'all ever remember that song? <laughs> Those who are in their 50s, you know, and used to listen to the oldest, you know about that song. You know, but that was an old song about daydreaming and I'm thinking of you. But all that daydreaming, it will cause you your life's earnings and your inheritance. It'll put you in a place of slumber. Daydreaming is actually where you, you may be sitting up, but you sleep. Laziness. Get up. Walk in your wealthy place. Bishop Abrams says that all the time. Walking in your wealthy place. Arise, men and women of God. Be diligent. Work with what you have. You don't have to have much. I don't have a whole lot. But the Lord said, work with what you got and make things happen. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you love to cook, if you love to cook and all you got is hot dogs and buns, you can go out there and turn out a hot dog stand, and trust me, God will cause the faithfulness of your hands to prosper. God has equipped you with good gifts. Hallelujah. Stir up those gifts that are on the inside of you. Sell at your little table. Get you a pad and a pen. And to begin to write out, because this is what the Lord began to say to me this morning. Write it out. Write it out what's in your heart. Write out the plans that I've given to you. The things that you have, the desire in your heart. Write it out. You can do it. I tell you, God has a way of encouraging us. When we find ourselves in a slow place, when we find ourselves in a slump or in a rut, God has a way of picking us up out of that place and causing us to walk in our wealthy place. I believe in you all. I truly do. And I believe that there's nothing that you can't do because you've got Christ on the inside of you. 
You got the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you, and you got the Word of God as your roadmap. So there's nothing that you can't do. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise for this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I want to thank the Lord for each of you on this morning. I know it's early on a Sunday morning, and uh, and I'm just thankful for each of you. Just want to quickly, if there's anyone that may have a quick praise report that you want to give or you have a prayer request on this morning, um, I want you to go ahead and um, the lines are open for you to give that. I want Minister Carla to prepare her heart, um, but at the end to close us out in, in prayer. Amen. But is there anyone that have a praise report? Um, or a prayer request on today. Amen. 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 Well, praise the Lord. Amen. So we're going to call forth because again, we don't we don't slack um, or we don't drag anything. When when God has said what needs to be said and done, what needs to be done, we keep moving on. But we're grateful for all of you that are here, that have been here, and we ask that you would join us again in the morning at this very, very same time at 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central. Amen. I think it's 3 3 a.m. Pacific there for those that are on the West Coast or Mountain Time. So I'm going to call forth Minister Carla if she would come forth now and um, pray for us and close us out for this morning's service. Amen. Amen. Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We come before you, thank you, Lord God, for another time of fellowship. Father, we, God, we come before you, thank you for your grace and mercy. We come before you, thank you for your love and kindness on this morning. Father God, we come before you, thanking you, Lord God, for deeming us worthy this morning, Lord God, for this fresh manner, Father God, that was poured out onto your children through your willing vessel on this morning. Father God, I pray that every seed that's been sown through hearing today, Lord God, I pray that it's falling on fertile ground, Father God. Father God, I pray that it activates something within us on this morning, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I pray that it activates our hands, Father God. I I pray that it activates our feet on this morning, Father God. Father God, I pray that it activates a fire within us, Father God, like never before, Father, to step out on faith, Lord God, to do what you called us to do, Father God, to put our hands to paper on the day, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the strength to write the vision and make it plain, Father God, as you said in your word, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I lift each up lift up each and every person online this morning. Father, I ask that you touch their hearts and their minds on this morning. Father God, give them their reassurance, Lord God, that everything is okay, that it is well, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I ask, Lord God, that you open up their hearts and minds, Father God, to ponder your word, Father God, to meditate on your word, Father God, on this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you send a fire upon them this morning like never before, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I lift up, Lord God, Apostle Rose on this morning as she stepped out, Father God, and did what you ordained her to do in this time and this season, Father God, as she poured out the manna on your children. I ask that you strengthen her in her body, Father God, 
from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I ask that you continue to use her in a mighty way as she's mm-hmm. out testing lies, Father God. In your name, Father God, doing what you called her to do. Father, we lift up Bishop Abrams on this morning. Father, I ask that you strengthen him this morning huh? from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. Father, I ask that you touch his body. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, you know in all things, Father God. Father, you know his needs. You know his heart. You know his desires on this morning. I ask that you meet every need on this morning. And your children this morning, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus. As they woke up, Lord God, this morning and came, Father God, for fresh manner. Lord, I pray that it do what you called it to do, what you ordained it to do this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I ask, Lord God, that you continue, Lord God, to protect your angels around us. I pray Psalm 91 over our lives as we depart from this life, but not your presence on this morning, yeah. Father God. Have your way, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, yeah. you said that you are the you will go before us and make every crooked way straight. Father, we yes. thank you on this morning. We thank you on this morning. We yes, thank Lord. you on this morning, Father God, for deeming us worthy. For we yes, are yes. nothing without you. We are nothing without you. And we thank you on this morning for serving a wretch like us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I plead the blood over each and every person on this line, God, on this morning. In the precious name of Jesus, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.